At Gospel Compass, it is our hope that everyone finds their place to belong, grow, and serve within the kingdom, to grow deeper together as children, as men, and as women of faith, to grow together and to look more conformed to the image of Christ. Join us now for another episode of Women of Worth, a Gospel Compass production. Um. Welcome to Women of Worth, uh, to WOW. We're glad to have Colleen with us to dig into the Word today. So before we begin, we want to pray. We thank you that you love us so much. Mm-hmm. And Lord, Father, I just pray that you would minister today, the emptiness of ourselves and fill us with your Holy Spirit. As we look at you, that we um, see something new about you. We pray for those that are watching, whatever their need may be, Lord, that you would touch and minister. We know there are several that are walking through the valley of the shadow of death. We pray, Father, you comfort them. Your word promises that blessed are those that mourn, for they shall be comforted. So put your arms around them and um, let them know that you love them dearly, and we do too. And pray, God, that you would minister your healing. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Colleen, for coming. I uh, know that you're busy right now. Two weddings in, the, in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Family coming in from Maine. Yeah. So any updates? Um, chaos and <laughs> a lot of fun in the process. Yeah, we have, um, it, it's going well. It's going beyond well. It's like out of my hands kind of well. I know God's in it. So I'm just riding the wave, if yeah. you will. Joy in the journey. Joy in the journey. That's yes, awesome. Totally. And then the day of, you just walk and ex- yeah. experience it. Put hat on. Now, is the daughter getting married first? or, or is my, son, my daughter's getting married first, and then my son the next day. Okay, so mother of the bride first, yes. Brianna, and then mother of the groom, Tanner, all in one weekend. One That's weekend. awesome. Well, we yes. just pray blessings upon you. And speaking of weddings, yes. what are we talking about today? Tell us about Queen Esther. Okay, Queen Esther, this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible, number one, but number two, it's um, God is a seasonal God, if you will. He goes by the Jewish calendar because that's, you know, he was a Jewish. And um, the Jewish calendar this weekend, actually, Friday is Purim. Okay. Okay. On our time in, in the, the same as then. And there's, like he says, in everything, there's a season in the right. Bible. So seasons come and seasons go. So Esther was the story of a young woman that was groomed to mm. be the queen. She was groomed to be the queen, and um, I would say that she was a picture, a depiction of the bride of Christ, groomed by the word of God, or mm-hmm. her uncle Mordecai in the story, you know, but by the word of God, and, and um, she was groomed to be presented to the king for such a time as this is where that famous line comes from. So in Esther 6 is where we're reading. Okay, and then before that, just so you know, if you want to grab your Bibles, Esther's in the Old Testament, and it's just a book that stands alone, and it's about a character in, in that period, right. you know, so during that particular time, um, and it follows Ezra. So um, we're now, we're going fast forward. It's a really cool story. I think it's 12 chapters, right? Yes. So how many is 12 chapters in Esther? And and so she's raised up, and then uh, she's being presented. Now, is this be, is this right when she's, she already gone through all of her, uh, her yes. year of, so she, ladies, she had a whole year where she was um, just beautification process. Yes. Yes. I mean, she had things for her skin to be smooth and hair, so you can kind of get a connection, I guess, in our present-day world, weddings and pageants. People mm-hmm. get all prepared and do all their hair and all that, but for weddings, we do the same thing, and you, you get hairdressers and makeup and that kind of thing and to, to make yourself look great. So she's already gone through all this. We're right. in Chapter 6. Sorry yep. about that. No. Nope. Yep, and that's uh, the actual beautification process. She, like it says... 
a bride without spot or wink, mm. wrinkle, if you will, you know? So if you can relate, because everything in the Bible, Old and New Testament, is a thread of Jesus in the whole thing, the whole and, thing. And actually things in the wedding ceremony, right. they're all symbolic, and they all have their basis, right. basically, here. And the wearing of the white dress for the, for she was a, a, a pure uh girl here and she's wearing her her dress and being presented go ahead yeah okay it says that i'm reading from the erv so it's a little different it says that same night the king could not sleep so he told the servant to bring the history book to him and read it to him the book of history of the kings lists everything that happens during a king's rule so the servant read the book to the king and he read about the evil plan to kill king xerxes this is the king himself. There was a plan to kill him that was um, Mordecai had actually thwarted. Okay, mm-hmm. That was when Mordecai had learned about Bigthana and Teresh. These two men were the king's officers who guarded the doorway. They had planned to kill the king, but Mordecai learned about the plan and he told someone about it. Then the king asked, what honor and good things have been given to Mordecai for this? And the servant said, nothing's been done for Mordecai. So Haman had just entered the outer area. Now Haman is this guy that with illegitimate authority took control, if you will, of the second highest office in the land. So Haman was like the one that he sent out an an evil edict against the Jewish people that said that he was going to basically kill every one of them on a certain day. And that happens even in today's society where people want to rise up and take authority and they're they're not the ones that the Lord had picked out. Right. You know, we we know that. Illegitimate. Yes, that's interesting that you use that word for leadership. But here he is, Haman. So we've got characters. Esther, Mordecai is her uncle. Haman's the villain. It's a really cool story. Go ahead. Very cool. So Haman had just entered the outer area of the king's palace and he had come to ask the king to hang Mordecai on the post. He had built a a post to hang Mordecai on. It's very interesting. The king said, who just came into the courtyard? And the king's servant said, Haman is standing in the courtyard. So the king said, bring him in. When Haman came in, the king asked him a question. He said, Haman, what should be done for the man the king wants to honor? Hmm. So Haman thought to himself, who is there that the king would want to honor more than me? Because Haman kind of was all about him, right? He says, I'm sure that the king is talking about honoring me. Hmm. Have the servants bring a special robe that the king himself has worn and a horse that the king himself has ridden. Have the servants put the king's special mark on the horse's head. Then put one of the king's most important leaders in charge of the robe and the horse and let the leader put the robe on the man the king wants to honor then let him lead him on the horse through the city streets so he's telling you how he wanted to be honored himself okay so the king says to him go quickly then and do this all of this for Haman and he's uh, for uh, Mordecai rather he says get the robe and the horse and do just as you have suggested for Mordecai the Jew he is sitting near the king's gate now Haman above all people couldn't stand Mordecai because Mordecai refused to stand and honor him because Mordecai knew he was an illegitimate authority, okay? So he refused to honor him as a leader, and that really irritated. This is the reason Haman built the, the, the gallows to hang him on. So this is how it goes. Then he went to the king's gate, and it goes down further, and at the end it says, while they were still talking, um, Esther had come in. Haman told his wife Zeresh and all his friends everything that had happened to him when he was because he was mortified so Mordecai went back to the king's gate and Haman hurried and came home with his head covered because he was embarrassed and ashamed because the king made him 
honor Mordecai. Right. The king made Haman honor the man that he hated the most in life, okay? He didn't have a choice in the matter. He had to literally walk this man around like he was the king. So this so is the where it happened. He, he wanted himself. Right. he's telling, this is what would be great. And he's expecting him to say his name. Right. And his name's waiting to be called. And then he says, I want you to honor Mordecai. 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 Your worst enemy. Mordecai. Your worst Your nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> now you see, you see the cross of Jesus when Jesus died on the cross, that was the Haman's noose as well. Mm. That was where the enemy got hung by his neck without realizing it. He set up a noose. He set up a crucifixion to be so painful for Jesus, the Christ. And what happened was through that crucifixion, oops, three days later, Christ arose and then he saved the whole world. Okay, boom. There, now we got it here in Haman. This is where it started, was in Haman, when he did this to him. So when Haman sets up a noose in order to tear down a people, a whole race of people, he wanted the whole race gone. He said, I'm done with these people. They put rules over us or laws over us, so they honor God and they don't honor us, and that's what happened. And so he wanted him dead. Mm. But what happens in number seven, and in Esther 7, 8 mm -hmm. and 9, is mm -hmm. where the tide is turned, and Esther... The fasts and prays, and she went to the king, and she said, listen, before this happened, she said, listen, what can I do? Because she knew that they were trying to kill her race. She so, knew yeah. that they were trying to kill so him. In this, in this book, they were trying to eradicate the Jews. Right. Again, another holocaust. And and she calls her people to pray. I, right. I, I was looking for that scripture. Five, but I think. Is it five? Yeah. So we're back up to five. That's where I was looking real fast. Yeah. So on the third day, Esther put on her... Uh, uh, Esther 5.1, and this mine's an NIV. On the third day, uh, Esther put on her royal robes yes. and stood in the inner court of the palace in front of the king's hall, and the king was sitting in the normal face. And so she's going before him. I, I can't find the verse where she actually at, uh, calls her people to pray. Mordecai tells her, he <laughs> says, listen, he says, don't think that just because you're sitting in the king's palace that when this order goes out to kill the Jews that you're not going to be included in it. Mm -hmm. He says, so I, it, I would that, you know, I think you should think about this and, and try to get to the king and she says knowing if you present yourself to the king without an invite if you go to the king without being invited you would be killed and that's the rules of those days the laws of those days because you had an imitation exactly this is the king and right. it's his royalty even though um she was his <clears throat> his bride his betrothed yeah, yeah. They, yeah his betrothed but so in the manifestation of that, she could have been killed, and she knew that. So she said immediately, listen, and get everybody to fast and pray, everybody in the kingdom. And she says, and I will too. And she said, and I will go to the king and present myself, and if I perish, I perish. And that was her heart. Mm. She didn't care if she had to die to take it for the entire race. That was the queen. That was the passion that the bride presented, you know, for her people to save her people. So it's with that passion and with that passion at heart that she presented herself, which is what brings us to the bride of Christ. You know, it's the same. You got it from here in, in the Old Testament in this story of Esther, where she actually went in. And she said, literally, if I perish, I perish. It's not like I don't care yeah. because this is worth everything to me. Right. Now, is there that hill that we're on in life? Is there that place in life that we would ever do that? Where the enemy has come against you like a flood. Where the enemy has come in your life like a flood and he just is trying to mm -hmm. decimate you mm -hmm. or your society. And is there that place where you just make that determination? If I perish, I perish, but I will not be silent in this moment. And that's what she's saying in this. And it's just very coincidental, if you will, 
or not that this season we are in right now in this on the time clock of the Jewish calendar right now Friday would be Purim and that would be the day that Esther presented herself to the king mm. and she said God please don't let this people be destroyed mm. please do not let this people be destroyed move on behalf of your people on the Jewish people move on behalf of them and he did and, and what did. happened was the guy that planned it ended up hanging on his own gallows, all of them. And his sons and everybody else that was involved in his plots, they all ended up hanging themselves. So every everything hidden mm -hmm. that Haman thought he had all this underground thing going. And, right. and he thought that he uh, it, it was all okay. And then God's light shed upon it. But, you know, what I think is cool. I think it's, I think it's chapter 4. <laughs> I know I finally found it. Chapter 4, verses um, starting with 12. Um, when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think, this is what you just said, do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone uh, of all the Jews will escape. And you, of course you haven't quoted, memorized, I haven't memorized that one. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews mm -hmm. will arise from another place. Ah, mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, she would have lost that anointing. That she would have lost the in the ability yeah. to have part of it. And you know, there's times in my life where I've I know God's called me to do something and I haven't been faithful to do it. But he'll he'll call someone else up to rise right. up to do it, or, or or and then there's been times when I have and oh my goodness, what blessings and what anointings yeah. that that is. And so then, uh, what's the next part of it? Um, um, let's see. And uh, verse, where are we? Mordecai um, went and did everything that she told her. Yeah, so Mordecai, she said, for uh, if you remain silent, um, but you and your father's family will perish. Mm -hmm. And who knows, this is the verse that is famous at the end of um, uh, that uh, uh, verse, is 14, isn't it? But, and who knows, but that you have come to a royal position for such, such a time, time as this. So then Esther then sends a reply to Mordecai. Mm. Go, gather together all of the Jews who were in uh, Susa, or uh, Susa, I'm not sure how you pronounce that one, and fast for me. Mm -hmm. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maids will fast as you do. And when this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai goes away and carries out all of Esther's instructions. Mm. So here is a, a, a just a young girl. Right. And Child, when he really. tells her that, she makes a decision mm. to decide, okay, but I can't do this on my own. Mm. I've got to get... The power behind oh, yeah, me. Right. And the power comes from God. It right. comes from his Holy Spirit. Um, in Zechariah 4, 6, it is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So she calls a fast. I, I'm not great with fasting, right, at that discipline. I did give up sweet tea last year, and I'm trying right now. But you, know, you fasted meals. I don't know. Have you done a whole complete fast on that I before? I did. I did a 40-day once, but it was nuts and water. Yep. Nuts and water. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Um, we know several people that, that, that have ministered today um, uh, explaining what, what God's done through theirs. Mm. I know Clayton King did a 40-day meal a food fast. Um, Daniel, that we've talked about, has a 10-day 10 10 day vegetables and fruits and water yeah. fast. But here she is saying, just three days, go without food and water right. and pray. 
and we are calling our church to pray right now for 40 days. We right. haven't called you for a 40-day fast. That's between you and God. I guess because Tim and I are not great at that discipline right now, but God's working on us and trying to set aside time. And what is the whole key in that fast? Is that we're denying our... Denying the flesh. Denying when you deny the flesh, then you have an opportunity for your spirit to rise and to be fed. The reason for my fast when I did it was more, more for me and for healing because there was levels in my heart, mind, and soul that needed to come out that I could never sit down and be still and let folk, you know, let God right. focus on. So because I always fed them food and, you know, just kept them happy or whatever, and I'd always avoid those places. So he said, no, I need you to fast. And when I did, I got healing in so many areas. Mm -hmm. It was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I've, I've done it before a season or like a fast from meat for, I guess it was nine months, and, and I saw things happen healing. Right. I did a media fast 40 days before mm -hmm. Ken was born. And so in, instead of what I would do with that, I would just read the word. Um, so there's all kinds, but that's between you and God, and you can search the scriptures. There's all, mm -hmm. all kinds of people who did that. Of course, we know right. Jesus did the 40-day yeah. fast in the wilderness and um, and defeated the enemy with the word of God because mm -hmm. you're you're you just hear clear. It's more you're it's a um, what would be the words? The just, fog goes from the, your mind. That is it. And I even read that from somebody that had written a book about okay, here's how you healthily do this, but it removes a fog mm. because you're not sitting down and just feed. I eat emotionally. I'll eat a piece of chocolate not even realize I've put it in my mouth. And so it just denies the flesh and the time that you would have spent putting something in, you're talking to, to him. Mm -hmm. And so that's what she called in that fast. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Purim is then the chapter seven when she's got everybody praying for three days and now she's going before the king. Right. And then she presents her case. She calls in Haman, and he thinks it's an honor only to find out that it's for his demise. <laughs> and it's kind of a really cool story that keeps reciprocating in life, I think. Every time someone sets up a trap, they end up falling into it. So sometimes we just wait for those traps to snap shut and... We wait. And God moves. And God moves. And he is still moving. Mm -hmm. And and we know that today, um, whatever you need prayer for, that God God wants to, to um, he's right there to listen to you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, when the disciples, they would come to Jesus and say, well, why did this not happen? You mm -hmm. do it. I, I, I've prayed that for people and asked for healing for people, my dad and and a, a friend of mine recently and, and people in the church. And, and Jesus would say to them, well, different things that he would say. But sometimes it is through fasting and prayer. So I'm wondering if that's why he's calling us. Jesus never said if you fast. Right. He said when, when you fast. fast. But um, so I I think maybe God's calling us. Right now I've given up sweet tea again. I was going to try food, but I have eaten too much. So I think I might try yours one meal a day. Yeah that you're doing right now in your your fast um, right. before Easter. Um, so Purim uh, is the actual day where she was presented before the king. And there are actual Purim celebrations. Mm -hmm. uh, so do you, you want to tell us about that? Every year. Yeah. They, yeah, well, people still do this. And God said, make it a, a, a remembrance. It's like a stone of remembrance. He says, never forget. Just like in Exodus, two things are coming to a head, I think, right now. Exodus and the parting of the Red Sea and the Purim. And both of those places, he says, never forget. Never forget. Mm. Tell your children, your ancestors, what I have done, and never forget. Mm. And so I think that's one of the biggest things is the story has to be repeated for generation after generation. To never forget. To never forget. Uh, we have great friends in and, and, uh, Glasgow that invited us to um, a Purim 
celebration, mm-hmm. a feast, I guess is what you call it. And our kids loved it because they made it joyful and fun. You you read the entire book of Esther in the service, and there are their horns playing mm. and that sort of thing. And um, they make hamatashen cookies and uh, uh, unique foods. <laughs> and my daughter has she loves that. She wants to make them. She tried to make them at uh, at Christmas, but she loves those cookies. And then they came out doing a singing do the hamatashen to a modern day <laughs> hip song. You know, it was just. So so fun, so joyful, right. because jubilee. this is this is a jubilee. This is a joyous yes. feast, and and remembering yes. that. And and here's here's a, a takeaway. You tell me your takeaway, and then we'll close in prayer. But God used Esther and her beauty to catch the king's eye. Mm-hmm. And she was a Jewish girl. She did not reveal that at the beginning. And then he, um, she, she, get, she was granted favor right. with him. And then when she went before him, she needed to have that power behind right. her. So she calls her people to pray yes. for three days, fasting and praying. And then she'll go on that 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 next day. Right. And because God's doing the work. That's right. And so in, we've read already in Ephesians 6, mm-hmm. the battle belongs not to us. Uh, it's a spiritual warfare. So that's why we got to pray because right. there's some things that it's just life. It's happening. But when there's things that just keep on happening and happening and happening, we know that there are there's a spiritual warfare going mm-hmm. on. It always has been, but it's time for us to pray now. That's right. Any final thoughts? And that's it. The three days right now would lead up to Friday. There so we go. if you're into it and you want to ask God how you can pray, give up something, do whatever it is he has you do for three days. Let's see what God will do with that. Because there's a lot going on that he can fix right now. Amen. Amen. Well, if you have a need, please let us know. Yes. And uh, there's the email address that you can send just just to um, to me, and I'll be glad to read that. And it's I think it's gcpcwow um, at uh, gmail.com, I think is the address that sh- will show up at the bottom. And if you have prayer requests, um, and I-, I won't make them known to anyone, or if you just want to let us know how we can um, talk to you or reach out. And if you don't know Jesus, Oh, he's the he's just amazing. I pray that you would just come to know him. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And I'm gonna ask Colleen if you'll close us out sure. here today. And I, I hope things go well with the weddings. And we'll see you here in just a minute and in another setting. Thank you, Father God. We just thank you, Lord, for this word. We thank you for the encouragement that you give us every day, Lord. You know what we have need of, Lord. And we thank you, Father God, that you've already shown up and you've already shown out once again, Lord. So we thank you as it manifests in this earth, Lord, that your glory, Father, would be revealed to all. We thank you for surrounding us with your angels and releasing your enforcement angels, Father God, all over this earth. We love you with everything in us, and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we'll see you next time.